First Sip Brewbox is a one-of-a-kind subscription service for craft beer lovers based right here in Pittsburgh. Every month, First Sip will send you a box full of craft beer enthusiast essentials including t-shirts, glassware, and even food. Right now, our friends at First Sip Brewbox have an offer for you. Just sign up for a three-month subscription and get your fourth month free. Just enter the code HOPNATIONUSA when you sign up at FirstSipBrewBox.com. That's H-O-P-U-S-A at checkout to get your fourth month free at FirstSipBrewBox.com. Woe to you, O Earth and Sea. It's the Hop Nation. USA Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and children over the age of 21, welcome to the Hot Nation USA podcast. We are all here today for episode 63. You got it. All right. That was a good guess, huh? Yeah. See, I kind of figured because last time it was episode 60 and I haven't been on the show for a couple weeks. And right. Now I'm back and I'm, you know, kind of doing that one every three. Yeah, the three-week swing. You did it again. Right? I know. So that, that allows me to know the, you know, know what episode it is. So next time I'll probably be on. It'll probably be episode 66. <laughs> That's the Mario Lemieux episode. <clears throat> That's yeah. right. Just giving a little hint to the audience there, what we got lined up. So I got to, I got to be on here for this one, especially if Mario is going to be on the show. I never said that. <laughs> we never said that ever. Oh really? I will neither confirm nor deny. I didn't say that, but, but I, I sensed you were alluding to it a little bit. It was bit. the implication. That's right. Ah, the implication of maybe having That's Mario. Right. Lemieux I on did the show. not say that. Are we going to hurt these hockey players? <laughs> All right, so let's see. Today on the show, we have Adam, uh-huh. we have Sam, which is me, everybody knows that, uh-huh. and we have Steve. Yeah. Uh-huh. So pretty much the same crew as always, <laughs> and me. And Sam. There you go. <laughs> so this is great. This is a good episode. I'm very excited for this episode because I know the beers that we're going to be drinking on the show today, but the audience doesn't, but they will soon. You know why? Because I am going to tell them. Ooh. And the big reveal for today... Transcending the show is Cigar City. Wait, how is it transcending the show? Well, because it's going throughout the entire show. (laughs) (laughs) Extending for the entire podcast, the theme of the show is Cigar City beers. I mean, yes, it does transcend the show because Cigar City does operate outside of the podcast. That is true. <laughs> yeah. It's not something that we created in our own little MCU universe. You know what's funny? That I think on an earlier episode, probably one of the earliest episodes, I think I did the same thing. And I think you guys corrected me there as well. Possibly. I think I used transcend wrong. It's quite possible. Yes. I mean, it's not that it's wrong. It's just inappropriate. Right. It's not wrong that Cigar City does transcend us as a podcast. <laughs> they totally do. <laughs> they, they transcend even into their own culture. So, yeah. But I like the idea that in an infinite world and infinite universes and infinite opportunities, there is a parallel universe out there where Cigar City has been created just by us. Okay. As part of the podcast. Okay. Okay. <laughs> That's all. I just, I, I, that is sure. com- that's comforting to know that exists. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, let's, let's just say that today on the show, that we are going to be drinking all three of our beers from Cigar City, Cigar City, Cigar City Brewing out of Tampa, Florida. Mm hmm. Not Tampa Bay. 
No, not Tampa Bay. Tampa. Tampa. Proper. That's what I said. Tampa. No, no, I know. He's, he's making it clear for everybody who doesn't yeah. know about Cigar City. <laughs> yeah. See, that's the other thing you have to understand, Sam. You have to let the audience know where Cigar City is proper because Cigar City is new to the Pittsburgh market. Yes, which is why we are having them on the show. Because That's it's, right. the, it's the, all the rage right now. Yes. <laughs> yes, they are new to the Pittsburgh market. So yeah, seeing but, as and we, Tampa is the cigar city. Huge Cubano influence. Cubano? Cubano. Anyhow, Steve, why don't you tell us which one of these fine beers that just came into the Pittsburgh market, what, a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, which one of these fine beers are we going to be drinking on the show first? So we're going to start out with the Guayabara Citra Pale Ale. What's in it? Citra hops. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just a straight up and down citra hot pale ale. It's, a, it's supposed to also have notes of tangerine, lime, and berries. And it's named the Guayabara because the Guayabara is a shirt that's traditional to the Latin community. Yeah, Unlike the kookaburra, which is some sort of weird mammal. That's a bird. Whatever. The kookaburra is a bird. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no, no. He was a, neither of those. Well, no, he's part of the animal plant. <laughs> and I guess he's all of that and none of that. Is, you know what? We're not going to get into this conversation. He's a mammal. He's a mammal. Uh, Don't need to get into the conversation. <laughs> need to get to the stitcher hops. Christ Anything is a mammal. Anything else about this beer <laughs> before not, we consume it? Uh, let's see. It's uh, 5.5% and 45 IBUs. Ooh. Excellent. Pour it up, man. I've, I've been very excited, uh, you know, for Cigar City to finally migrate their way this far north because as a frequent visitor of Florida, I have had Cigar City beer before and it is quite delightful. It's one of the larger breweries, I believe, in the state. And it's nice to see that they're finally cracking the Pittsburgh market. Now, is this your first Cigar City beer, gents? Yeah. Or have you had Cigar City in the past I anywhere? Have, I have never had a Cigar City beer before. Oh, so this is your first one. I uh, I am coming in with an open mind because I don't know much about them. I mean, obviously, I know about them, but I have never had anything by them, so I don't know what to expect. I And I don't plan on buying into the hype. I'm going to try it anew. You're popping your Cigar City cherry today on the show. Both of you guys. Mm-hmm. Yes. I've already popped mine long ago. That's fine. Great. It was fun. <laughs> it's fine. Um, yeah, it's interesting. This is like almost like an exchange program because we started sending Voodoo down that way. Right. So now we get Cigar City in exchange. So that's exciting. So let's it is. jump Theor- into this beer. Theoretically, it's exciting. We don't know. It's exciting. For Adam me. playing the role of the skeptic this afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like a pale ale. A little bit on the haze side. I don't know if that's... Yeah, slightly hazy. Yeah. Can't see through it. Not a ton of clarity, but kind of a nice golden-ish color. Yeah. It's a gold. Yeah, it's a golden yellow. It's not supposed to be... I don't know. I don't think it's supposed to be a hazy IPA in any no, way. No, no, it isn't. I just... The clarity is... Yeah. It just doesn't yeah, have that clarity. It just doesn't like look... Haze, right? It doesn't look particularly exciting. Skeptic Adam. <laughs> Very skeptical today, man. What's are you, to you? Are you excited by the look of this beer? Adam? Yes. Adam? Oh, I'm very excited. I think the color looks amazing. Some nice head retention. Mine's a, still sticking around. It's on the right track of a pale ale. If it came out brown, I would be upset. <laughs> See, I would be excited by <laughs> I would be real skeptical of that. That's no, I would, my skepticism would I would be in. real excited because if they're calling it a pale ale and it comes out looking, looking like that, I'm curious what they're going after. I think I it's think going to pique my interest. No, that no. I think that's one of those cases where it's just wrong. I don't know, man. 
I, I, no, that's just one of those. You can't call something a pale ale and have it be brown. It's Listen, just <laughs> nobody, nobody knows what beer is anymore. Styles don't matter no more. Everybody knows that. Get on the rails. <laughs> Skeptic and moral relativist. <laughs> Let's smell this thing, shall we? <laughs> but he doesn't want to talk about how Christ is an animal. <laughs> it's a very conflicting episode right Sm- now. Uh, it smells like hops. It smells like citra hops to me. It smells like hops. It's got a wonderful smell to it. Reminiscent of dancing gnome beers. Yeah, I this, this almost smells like it's aggressively hopped with citra hops, though. I mean, there's there's a big nose on this. Well, we can taste it and find out. Yes, please. See, now that's got that classic West Coast IPA kind of hop to it. Yeah, it kind of does. Um, but I mean, it definitely uh, definitely has some of the characteristics of a pale ale. It's aggressively hopped up front, but it kind of dissipates a little bit on the back end. I'm not getting a, I'm not getting a ton. I'm also, I'm getting more of like a kind of a fruity, citrusy note on the back end, but the hops are more up front, so a little more hop forward, I guess. So I gave out some bad info at the beginning. How I, so? said, I said it was 45 IBUs. It's actually 50. Uh, it says 50 on the better. can. It says 50 on the can. That's what we got to go with. I got 45 from the untapped, so you got to go with the can. You want to split the difference? Call it 47 and a half? Yes. Yeah, I don't I, I agree with what you were saying, Sam. It's a little dry on the back end as well, though. Mm-hmm. It doesn't taste as aggressively hopped as it smells, but it, it does have like a little bit of a dryness. That's, I don't know. The nose was a little bigger favorite. than the bite. Yeah. Adam? Meh. Well, no surprise there. <laughs> Meh. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. It doesn't. Doesn't get my cockles all up or anything like that. Yeah. It's a pale ale. Why would it? Yeah. Didn't expect anything. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. That was no. about to... Meh. Typical response. It's a Tampa but... 6. Unlike the Tampa 2. I'm still trying to um, accurately <laughs> assess this beer. Because I do like it. It is refreshing to me. I'm just I'm still trying to pick out some of the flavors. I'm getting some florally notes after uh, sips two and three. I'll be perfectly honest. I find no reason to, to dissect this beer. But that's what we do on this show. No. <laughs> what, what do you think the audience would think? And how many listeners would we have of every beer that we came through? Meh. Good. Great. Meh. But that's my point. Is that I... I this beer does nothing for me to, to pique my interest. It doesn't do anything to... He's, he's saying it's so mundane to him. Yes. It does he, nothing for me that I don't want to investigate it further. I don't want to find out what's in it. I don't... I, it doesn't interest me at all. It's just there. And because it's just there, it's sort of like a Toyota Corolla. Yeah, it's there. Nobody cares. Move along. Corolla's a high-quality car. I'm not saying this isn't a high-quality well beard. <laughs> what I'm saying is this is... It, it's fine. Well, I'm going to enjoy it. I think I, 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 I think I, I can split the difference on the two of you in that... I find it refreshing and I do like it, but I agree with Adam in the way that it's uh, there's nothing about it that stands out from other just regular citra pale ales that you would find. But I think what they're gunning for is just kind of like, uh, in a way, a flagship beer. Basically what we got for being shipped up from Cigar City, we're all just flagship beers. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And this is what you will find down there all the time. The problem is, is just like everybody does have a citra pale ale. Right. You know, there's, there's nothing about this one that sticks out from... A northeast one, correct. But it doesn't mean That's I don't fair. like. It doesn't mean I don't like it. I do like it. It just it, it blends into the crowd. Yeah. Now it just comes down for me. Now it just comes down to like a price point. <laughs> right. <laughs> Is the Cigar City Citra cheaper than some other ones? Oh, okay then. That's, <laughs> That's what you drink. drink that one. Yeah. <laughs> Looks like I'm drinking Cigar City today, yeah. boys. All right. So what do we want to talk about while we drink this pale? 
Well, gee, I guess I don't know, Sam. Like, surprisingly, you were actually in town for a weekend, and we all went to an event together. That is true. So this past weekend, the three of us attended, once again, the Beers of the Berg, which is one of our favorite summer beer fests to go to because it is with all of the local Pittsburgh breweries. And the beer scene here in Pittsburgh just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding. So this past Saturday was the Beers of the Berg, um, 2018, at the Cary Furnace in Rankin. There were probably 50. Ish yeah. breweries there, mm-hmm. I think this year. Yeah, yeah. And what's nice is they're they're really bringing out, um, you know, a lot of their new offerings. It's their summer beers, some of their new IPAs that they're making. And in my opinion, this is a very IPA heavy beer fest because New England style IPAs are pretty much all the rage right now. And I think just about every brewery there had one. So I was pretty happy about it. But so what was nice about this one is this was one where it was all local. I can't even say competition, but it was all all local breweries, and so everybody knew that they had to bring their A game, and I, that's what I appreciated. Talked to to multiple brewers, and they said that they were going to bring something new, something different, and to try to you know this is something they could kind of flex their muscles with, and we've seen that in the past that we've seen new brews like that or experimental beers that, uh, for the most part, were very very good and well executed, and this year was no different. Well, yeah, I agree with that because it's in a way you're advertising to the Pittsburgh crowd, right? Absolutely. Um, you know, with with the bigger beer fests, we get a lot of the same ho hum, and like we have kind of stopped going to those in a way because it's always the same stuff, <laughs> right? Exactly. With this one, the the breweries are actually trying to bring people up to their brewery because like not everybody is in the direct Pittsburgh area. Uh, places like Shoe Brew and Cellar Works, and you get Four Seasons, Four Seasons, Fury, Yellow Bridge, yeah, yeah, Rusty Gold, exactly, Cobble House. <laughs> they're, they're the all, list goes on. Yeah, they're all within kind of the thirty-mile radius right. of Pittsburgh, but they have to give you a reason to go to them, right? And they that, have to plant that seed. Yeah. So w- with an expo like this, you know, that's the way I look at it. I look at it as this one's kind of a beer expo mm-hmm. and that they're trying to exhibit their very best to get you to their, you know, get get you to their shop. And for the most yeah. part, they did. Oh yeah. Absolutely. I had multiple beers that I enjoyed and a couple of new breweries that I want to go check out fully. Mm-hmm. I think I think one of the big standouts for this was I already mentioned Shubrew, but Shubrew, and then you had Hitchhiker and Grist House. Those are the ones that kind of come right off the top of the, uh, my mind because they were all bringing their new release cans. And, like, they have their can series. The Hitchhiker was there with their Hole Punch series. Shubrew bought their Pixelated, and, you know, Grist House has a whole bunch of different series of cans. <laughs> but they were bringing them all to just kind of show them off and, you know, show you why you go to you should go to a can release for them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, at the same, you know, on one hand, you know, everybody's in the same craft beer community, patrons, brewers, <laughs> breweries, their employees. Um, but at the same time, you're right. I mean, they're still running businesses, so they're competing and buying mm-hmm. for your business because at the end of the day, we don't have time to go to every brewery every day, which we did. That would right. be freaking amazing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, th- I think that was really cool to see. And, and you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. A lot of uh, the beers that were there, you know, not just from those breweries that you mentioned, Steve, but from others. Um, you know, you can you can get those beers 
in cans and uh, they were either current or future releases so if you really like that beer and if you watch the trend of how quickly some of those can releases sell out, mm-hmm. you yeah. might want to get your ass down to that brewery sooner than later. Or you might miss out. So that was really cool that they were, you know, highlighting, um, you know, some of those beers and, and giving everybody a chance to kind of try before you buy. Adam, did you have any anything that stood out to you about the way? So what I enjoyed was, it, and it seems like it's happening every year, but there were new breweries there this year. Oh yeah, uh, and, and one that stuck out to me that I I need to go check out their their full scope of beers was Stick City, uh, out in Mars. Mm-hmm. Uh, one nice thing is that that's about fifteen minutes from where I work, so that's a pretty <laughs> easy sell uh, to go out there. Uh, they are in Mars, Pennsylvania, uh, not associated with Moon at all. For once, that's a space joke. We know. <laughs> All right, fair enough. We get it. Fair enough. Moving along. See again, Sam. Not everybody knows that Pennsylvania actually has towns named Moon and Mars. <laughs> oh like, yes, like Pennsylvania has towns with some very interesting names. Yeah, and if you go further north, there's Venus. Sure, there is. No, I've seen it. No, I've been sure. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, Stick City. Uh, I had, I believe, I had. I don't know if it was their amber or their red, but uh, it it really piqued my interest, and I I want to go and check out uh, their full tap room, hmm. and I think we're going to do that very very soon. Yeah, I, I tried their IPA, and it was pretty good. Uh, but like you, I want to check out the brewery because it's in the old Mars Fire Hall. Right. So that was revamped into a brewery. Their, their hours are incredibly limited now, but I was actually talking to, I don't know if it was one of the owners or maybe it was just one of the um, people that were poor in there, but they said uh, they're now doing Thursday hours. So they're open Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, mm. and they're hoping to get Sunday hours soon. Good. Good. Yeah, they had just opened like a month or two ago. Yeah, they're, they're, they're new. Super new. They're so. still ramping up. Yeah. Any particular beers uh, that jumped out at you guys that you really want to talk about? I had a couple that jumped out at me. Okay. Uh, one was the Abjuration Triple Mango IPA. Mm-hmm. Uh, just because it was really good. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really good beer. That was definitely one of my favorites of the fest. Yeah. Coming in at 11.3. Can't taste a drop of booze in that thing. It's so yeah, citrusy right. and delightful. Oh, man. And, and those guys hit the nail on the head with that one. And the hop and the hops weren't too like big on it either for being a triple IPA. Like yeah, they weren't aggressive. They were definitely there. Right. But it seemed very very balanced. Yeah, it was, that that was just a super dangerous drink, <laughs> and it was gone pretty right. quick. <laughs> Full disclosure, I really like that beer. Yeah, <laughs> I I truly like that beer. So kudos to Abjuration on that one. Uh, for making me like an IPA. Full disclosure, I got the absolute last pour before the kit. Ke- yes, you did. <laughs> yeah, you <laughs> did. <laughs> you kill uh, the Joe, you make some mo. So get in there and help them out. Well, the my problem was I would have gone there a lot sooner because they were certainly on my list of people to visit very early in the festival. Yeah. Uh, but I couldn't find them. Yeah, they, <laughs> they didn't were, have like, any sign up. Off to the <laughs> side, and I didn't even know they were there. I thought that they were gone. I just I missed them. Mm. Yeah. I so I guess that kind of. Brings me to a gripe. Go ahead. Uh, it it seemed like this one was a little less organized than last year. It kind of did. There was, like, I don't know if there was a map for the venue. If there was, I bet it was on an app. Because, yeah, yeah because I know they were trying to make a concerted effort to reduce waste. Which I get. But at the same time, 
you got to make things like readable and like <laughs> <laughs> put a giant map in the center. Yeah, you got to make things findable. Right. Like uh, Sam wasn't the only one that had trouble finding abjuration. Right. The only reason why I knew where abjuration was is one, I'm taller than everybody, so I can see. <laughs> look for the other tall guy. Right. So I could look and I could see. Oh, hey, there's Tom and Dave. Right. <laughs> but I also recognize uh, their chalkboard. Yeah. You know, from other past events. But like, there was plenty of other. Pour, uh, people pouring there that they didn't have like uh, like a good enough signage. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and if you didn't know where they were, you weren't going to get to them. Right. So yeah, I don't know that 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 one bugged me. And the other thing was it wasn't they didn't have an inside portion. I was kind of disappointed in that as well. Fortunately, the weather held off, so it wasn't right. that big of an issue. Yeah, but I yeah. know in years past when it has rained down there. It's nice to jump in there for 15 minutes while the shower passes. Right. Now, granted, for all the, the tents that are outside, that sucks. <laughs> Plus, but. it's just kind of cool to drink in the carry furnace. Right. True. Yeah, that, that's true. Just, that's just the a breweries thing. are set up in there. You can walk in the furnace. It's dark as hell. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some of the breweries actually have lamps or, mm-hmm. you know, table lights so you can read what the hell they're serving. Right. <laughs> but it's a neat ambiance. Yeah. So there was one good thing, and it happened last year, and it happened again this year. What's that? Rick Seaback was there. Oh, yeah. Well, Rick Seaback's everywhere. Yeah. But no, that's just nice to see that he's out and about still. Okay. He's, a lot, he's at a lot of beer fest. Yeah. He always seems to be popping up. <laughs> he's a Pittsburgh treasure. He, yeah. So I have to echo your uh, triple mango IPA from Abjuration with one of my favorite beers, which was the hazelnut coffee mm-hmm. uh, that Abjuration had. Mm-hmm. That was good. That was good. That was really, really good. Uh, it, what I really liked on it was was on the nose. It was straight up coffee. Yeah. Uh, it was like drinking a, a, a cup of Joe in the morning. It was great. Um, kudos. Let's see a couple other a couple other standouts to me, and I know there's another IPA that you liked, Adam. Yeah. Hitchhiker's Hole Punch. Yeah. The Key Lime oh, IPA. The key lime I like that one. That was the first time I ever had anything in the Hole Punch series. Mm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. I've had a number of those beers. They're all pretty good. They're pretty hazy and fruity. I like the guava the best, but the last one they did, the Hawaiian Punch one, was incredible. I've had the blueberry pie one, and then I did this this uh, key lime at the fest too. That I mean, they were spot on with that flavor. You cannot say that that no, yeah. tastes exactly like key lime pie. For better or for worse, they hit the nail on the head with yeah. that. Another beer that stood out to me, and I liked it, but. If you looked hard enough, you could find your first glitter beer. Yes, you could. Uh, I didn't. I must not have had that. It was a rock bottom. Oh, really? I don't yeah. think I went to rock bottom. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, rock bottom was on. If you weren't looking, <laughs> I think they might have been on my do not visit list. <laughs> really? You should actually change that. You should really? change it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Meg Evans is a, a real solid brewer. Yeah. Really? She's changed. She's turned that place around. Oh, really? Yeah. It, yeah. it is not the rock bottom of old. Yeah, I know. Really? I, I know you haven't drank there really since they were just kind of the four beer system, kind of like a BJ. Oh, yeah, I mean everything was about as average as could possibly be. <laughs> I know. But they're not. They haven't been that way for a while. Ever oh, really? Since, yeah. Uh, ever since Meg hmm. Evans started brewing with them, she's turned them around a lot. And yeah. She. They're, they're back, kind of not to the rock bottom of old, but to a newer rock bottom. They hmm. are definitely at a, a much more respectable level. Yeah. Uh, and Interesting. Yeah. Definitely go check them out. I can't yeah. tell you the last time I had a <laughs> rock bottom beer. It's probably been a couple years. Yeah. And she puts on uh, brutal beer fest. Mm. So, yeah. All right. So, yeah. She's probably got a few tricks up her sleeve in terms of brewing beer. And her newest one is glitter beers. Oh, man. I'm actually disappointed. <laughs> I've been looking for glitter beer. I didn't get to have it um, when I 
took my trip to Texas a few weeks ago, and I was on the hunt for it because yeah. I know that there was this brewery. I can't even remember what the name of it is off the top of my head, but they brewed a gl- glitter beer in honor of the Houston Astros winning the World Series last year. Mm-hmm. And we went to an Astros game, but they weren't serving the beer at the game. Ah. It was too small of a microbrewery that they couldn't actually distribute enough out gotcha. uh, out to Minute Maid Park or whatever that place is called. Think Minute Maid. That sounds Tropicana. Perfect. Tropicana Field. <laughs> Pick an orange juice. <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Back to the glitter beer. <laughs> this isn't a sports show, damn Fucking it. Damn it. <laughs> Goddamn nerds. <laughs> the glitter beer, though, that she was serving was actually a stout. Hmm. So, and it was, uh, it was like called the Galaxy Stem or something like that. But it, it was a dark stout with, you know, the glitter swirling around in it. I mean, overall, it was a good. Overall, it was wanna, a good beer. Want to try glitter beer? <laughs> it, I mean, it was pretty cool, and it just tasted like the, those it, beers it, look incredible. I've seen like videos on the internet of glitter beers. Mm-hmm. It's a thing. Yeah. It's oh, swirled, I know. It's rolled just like it. So, yeah, check it out if you can find it. I think that's the second one she's brewed, though. I think she brewed a lighter, fruitier one before. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's say some of the highlights for me, just very quickly. I think you guys touched on most of them. I mean, for me, and this is going to come to the surprise of no one, the clear-cut winner of the festival was Dancing Gnome and their seven wonderful beers that they brought (laughs) and tapped about two every hour of the festival. They brought some of the best of the best that they have to offer, and they were just absolutely delightful. I guess if I had to pick two that really stood out, the Pounce, um, one of their – actually, not even one of their double IPAs, but one of their just regular IPAs is just – so citrusy it's so flavorful it's dank and hazy it's just everything you could possibly want in a dancing gnome beer uh that was incredible and then they brewed one recently called the apricurrent it is an apricot sour Hmm. and this beer literally has the consistency of pretty much a smoothie like a thinned out smoothie okay it's red as hell and it is just it looks like it looks looks it looks like if you crushed up a pile of raspberries dumped in a little milk a little water some hops and some mouth and some vodka this is what you would get it was just out of this world out of this world one of the best beer one of the best hours i've ever had if i had to pick another clear winner i would say shoe brew i was very impressed with they brewed that beer called slappers only which is part of their video game series of beers and uh, it was based off the old golden eye 64 game where yeah. you just go around and slap people and kill them instead of using the golden gun or a rocket launcher or the mines or whatever uh, but it was a double ipa made with juniper berries and although it was really hoppy up front it left a nice nice berry taste uh, in the back of your mouth on the back end and that was actually a beer i had a couple times throughout the festival it was so good i <laughs> uh, really really enjoyed that one and i i was so excited to see shoe brew actually bring a couple of those beers from their video game series because mm-hmm. being that they're up in zealy and opal i'm not driving up there right, <laughs> unless right. i'm like going to visit my parents or somebody and can stop by for a can release the cans go so fast it's just it's really hard to get an opportunity to try those beers mm-hmm. so they had two of them they had that one and the jump man there so it was really great to uh try a couple of the ipas from that series Insurrection had a really nice sour. Okay. Uh, oh, the pink lady lemonade or pink the, lemonade the pants. Pink, the pink lemonade, yeah. That was awesome. That, that was, was such a good beer. It, if you want the definition of a sour beer, that's the one you go for. Uh, it is it is almost pucker-inducing, uh, but it is so good. If you like sour beers, Sam, I, I'm not Sam, Steve. Who the hell are you again? I'm Sam. I just told you I loved it. <laughs> you don't have to convince me. I'm sold on that one. No, but I'm telling Steve. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're not going to like it. No, I know I didn't. You're not going to like I it. I know I'm not going to like it. I mean, and this is no offense to Insurrection, but I poured it out. <laughs> you should have just given it to me out of finish. Yeah. I, I mean, that I beer's, it's sour as hell, though. So if you don't like that style, I you're know. not going to like this. Right, exactly. Yeah, no, I don't like that style. I understand 
you know, to use Adam's vernacular for the style, it was definitely a sour beer. It was one of the most sour things I've ever drank. <laughs> you just don't care for it. I do not like that. Right, exactly. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like sour things. So that that was one that, that definitely jumped out at me that yeah. I enjoyed. Good uh, on you, Insurrection. I poured it out. <laughs> you did good. But yeah, that's that's actually a compliment. <laughs> you made it dump it. Good job. You wasted it. But I think you guys hit the big ones. Uh, uh, but all in all, I, I had a lot of beers that I enjoyed. And I definitely plan on going back again next year. The one you can go to the Winter Warmer <laughs> in November. The what? The Winter Warmer. The Winter Warmer. Here's the Berg Winter Warmer. Uh, you can try the stouts and the porters and Sam. This is America. Might be up uh, your alley. <laughs> this is America. We speak Americanese here. <laughs> I like to say it's a Winter Warmer. Ian's got getting Winter Warmer. <laughs> He's putting fries on that. Keep it warm. <laughs> Anywho, what the hell were we drinking earlier in this segment? I've been I've been out of beer for so long. I don't even remember what this beer tastes like. <laughs> well, here, have a re-up. <laughs> so uh, why don't why don't you refresh everybody's memory, Steve, and tell them what we were actually consuming from our Cigar City stockpile? So what we're drinking is the Guayabara Citra Pale Ale. And this is not drinking local. <laughs> zero percent local. Yeah, zero percent local. It's from Tampa, Florida. Uh, yeah, it's, it's just a Citra Pale Ale. It's a good one, but it's just a Citra Pale Ale. It's not going to turn any heads. No. It's, well, it's no. perfectly fine. I, I would put this, personally, on the same level as Fathead Sunshine Daydream. It tastes very similar to me. It tastes very refreshing. It's got enough hops, but not too hoppy. Yeah. And I could I could drink a few of these. I, I sure. think this is a good beer. Yeah, no, it totally is. It's a totally good beer. I like it. I'm just not going to sing its praises. I, I don't, you know, like you said, it tastes like the sun, sunshine daydream. You You're can have that. Sing their praises? No, it's, that's a good beer, too. <laughs> you can have that or you can have this. N- neither neither one really stick out to me. No, I get you. I'm just you giving know? a hard yeah. time. Yeah, I, no, 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 it makes sense. I mean, it's a, it's yeah. a citra pale ale. It's, it's good. It's drinkable. And that's that. <laughs> I, 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 guess, I guess the base I'm trying to lay down is if there's anybody out there who is way uh, S in the D of this beer just because it's new to the area, they're not really representing it. Yeah, pump the brakes. Yeah, pump the brakes. <laughs> <laughs> Like it, it, it's a good beer, but it's not like the best thing, amazing thing, gold descended from heaven. Right. You know, <laughs> nobody's going six to midnight on this one. Right. It's a good beer though. So thanks, Cigar City. I hope you send more. Please send us more beer. Well, I mean, we do actually have more beer for them though. Oh yay! And we'll get to it in the next segment. Segment two. Check this out. There's a Seattle company called Devor that enables discovery of new and exciting beers and breweries. Devor gets the best independent beer from literally around the world. Denmark, New Zealand, Belgium, and of course everywhere in the US. The app is incredibly simple to use to get some ridiculously good beers delivered right to your door. And right now, anyone who signs up with the code HOPNATION can save $10 off their order of over $25. That's T-A-V-O-U-R dot com, Tavor. Hey, Hop Nation, we are back. We just got in from smoking some fatty boom batty cigars from Tampa, Florida, and now we are ready to drink a little bit more beer to polish the evening off. But not too soon, because we're only in segment two. All right, so before we get into the history of Tampa, Florida, Cigar City, beer in Florida, what are we drinking next, Adam? So the one that we have ready to go is the Maduro. Uh, it is a brown ale 
comes in at 20 IBUs, so I'm much happier with this one, and 5.5% alcohol by volume. It is a brown ale, uh, and it's named after a dark cigar wrapper, uh, boasts notes of semi-sweet chocolate, toffee, and a little bit of hint of fresh coffee. Okie dokie. Would you guys like to try cigar it? Cigar wrapper? What kind of music does he sing? <laughs> Rap. <laughs> I was trying to think of like a really cool, funny name for a cigar rapper, but I couldn't think of one that quick. It'd probably be like Little Cigarillo. Or maybe like Lil Cigarillo. Or, oh, you gotta have the Lil. Yeah, gotta oh, yeah. abbreviate it. That's what I said. I said Little Cigarillo. Oh, I thought you said Lil. No. I'm talking Lil. Get Sorry, I overpronunciated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, aren't you supposed to mumble it nowadays? Might be Lil Al. <laughs> How about that? Lil Al? No? He'd be a white. He'd be a white rapper. Lil Al. Lil Al. <laughs> Lil Al. He'd be a white rapper, cause he'd be a little white owl. White owl cigars. Nobody. Y'all can I, go fuck I, yourselves. <laughs> I know white owls. I've smoked many of them. I have. Not. I got it. <laughs> Adam was looking at me like I just told him his mom died. <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> Lil white owl. <laughs> He seemed perplexed and confused. I'm sorry. I, I'm not. A, I, I'll admit, I'm not an aficionado when it comes to white. 88 owls. cent cigars. <laughs> right. I was. I had always enjoyed the grape white owls. I right? thought they had a nice grape? flavor to them. Oh, oh yes. Yes. Oh, they had grape, peach, strawberry. Ra- strawberry. Yeah, that was a big one. That sounds awful. I was. Yeah. I had. I think a sour apple one once. It was. I don't awful. even know if you could classify that as a cigar. Really. It was awful, but it was 88 cents. It was 88. <laughs> So you could get them in a Sonoka 24 hours a day. So <laughs> it was 88 cents. Yeah, little white owl leaving his mark across the country. What about black and tans? You know about them? Oh, I can get on that train. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're all right. all right with that. At least you know about black and tans. Yes. Black and milds? You're talking about the Yingling drink. Oh shit. Yeah, no, I was thinking black and milds. Well, I know those too. Black and milds, Yingling, black and I thought maybe that was just a cred check or something on no, the show. No, that's no, that's just me having a aneurysm. <laughs> like you were just thinking, all right, if he doesn't know this, we're just gonna kick him off the show. Well, yeah, no, that's just <laughs> that's just me having an aneurysm, not being able to tell the difference between shitty cigars and <laughs> shitty beer. <laughs> now, if you kicked Adam off the show, then you might be doing you'd be potentially be doing the show by yourself at some point because if I'm only on yeah. the three week pitch, you'd just have to do it by yourself. I know. I totally would just... It, it would end the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's just going to be you at your house recording and getting drunk. Yeah, it, I would just end the show. Admittedly, I would listen to that. <laughs> yeah, I, I really would. <laughs> well, I might as well... this episode! I might as well just put that on Twitch and, so I can play video games at the same time. Yeah! Ooh! <laughs> Alright. I was here when that was created and I want 10%. Trademark. <laughs> uh, let's get to the beer. Let's get to the beer. Let's get to this Maduro. Well... It looks like a brown ale. Yeah, it's a little, I mean, it's a little bit dark, but when you tilt it towards the light, it definitely comes out as a brown ale. You can brown? see, you can That's see like through to the other side. To it. Yeah. Amber Huity. Amber Huity. <laughs> See, that's a good name for a beer. Nobody steal that. That's right. <laughs> I do like the nose on this one. Has a very nice nose. Yeah. Uh, I definitely smell the coffee. I, sm- mm-hmm. I smell coffee notes in there. Mm-hmm. A little bit of chocolate in there, too. Uh, a good coffee, chocolate, and a little berry as well. Like just a little bit, maybe like a slight raspberry. I don't, note. I don't know if Barry was the one that brewed this. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Yes, you got me. No, it smells good. I like it. It was Tom, not Barry. Tom and Barry, Barry White Owl. Tom and Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm drinking this now. Sam, you do one. <laughs> no, Sam, you do one. <laughs> 
So who wants to dissect this one first? Well, can you do it in more than one word this time, Adam? <laughs> or, are you, or are we getting another meh? Not because it's good or bad, just because it's probably your stereotypical brown ale. Is this meh or feh or <laughs> blah? So I'll give, you a, I'll give you at least two words. Not meh. So I do like the taste of it. Uh, it, yes, I understand it's a brown ale, so it's not going to be a complete huge mouthfeel where it's going to be, I don't know what the word you want to go for, luscious? Yeah. I, yeah. But it, I, not I, pastry cream? Yeah. <laughs> it, it, this is a, a, it's weird because it, it feels like the, the beer is thinner than the taste, if that makes sense. Like when I taste it, I expect it to be a fuller mouthfeel, but it isn't. It's not a bad thing. It's just not what I was expecting. Okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. You're getting basically, a, you're getting pretty big stout taste. Yes, without that stout feel. But it's still, yeah, thin yep. brown ale. Mm-hmm. And that's because, I mean, again, it's only 5.5%, so mm-hmm. it's going to be a lesser grain profile and everything. So, right. yeah, that makes sense. It is an easy drinker. Uh, I'll give them that. It is. And, um, you know, what's interesting about this beer, and I feel like, at least to me, the brown ale is a slightly underrated style of beer because everyone that I have, I thoroughly enjoy, but I don't drink them that often. I guess just because you don't see a lot of people out there brewing that basic brown ale. And maybe they are brewing it, and maybe when I'm at the breweries, I just don't choose that beer because I'm usually picking all the hoppy ones and the (laughs) IPAs, New England IPAs, pale ales, things like that. But everyone I have, I thoroughly enjoy, and this one is no exception. Um, it's got some nice flavor to it. I'm getting, you know, some chocolatey, some nutty notes to it. And overall, I think it's very refreshing. Like, I'm drinking this beer, and I feel like it's actually hydrating me. <laughs> but to Adam's point, he's spot on. I and mean, he said it's, you know, a thinner taste, but it doesn't have that big full mouth feel to it mm-hmm. but i'm okay with that i yeah. i'm enjoying this and i think that would allow me to actually consume a few more of these beers in a row versus if i was getting that fullness to it I, I might be this might be a one and done for me but overall i like this a lot so yeah i'm in agreement. i like this beer i think it has a lot of flavor in it i think it also is the one that tastes most like a cigar in the most proper way <laughs> the, i not to be insulting in that way. <laughs> so is this a Romeo y Julieta or a White Owl? It's definitely better than a White Owl. They feel blunt. I'm pretty sure this is more than 88 cents a can. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it, I was hoping it was a cheap one because it's really good. I mean, if it was 88 cents a can, oh, it'd be the best 88 cents you could spend. And it was safe? Yeah. Yeah, I drink it. I think it's a buck 88. That's not bad. That's what I've seen at JR's. That's not bad at all. Yeah. So uh, what I like about it, though, is kind of like what Sam has said. You don't see brown ale too often just because I don't know why. I it's think kind it, of a boring style when you really think about it, unless you add some pizzazz to it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think unless you go for, I mean, if you're going for all the crazy adjuncts and everything that's spiced up, you might as well just go full stout. Right. Mm-hmm. But I can appreciate what, what they did with this one. You got to remember, they're from Tampa. 
Mm-hmm. So a full stout may not be as well received down there as you would a brown ale. Well, you know what, Adam? I know we're going. You're... We're going to learn a little bit more about Cigar City coming up here, and I'm going to prove you completely wrong about that. So, I, <laughs> and I'll disagree with you on that one. <laughs> you and you'll be totally wrong. I'm sorry. You just lose okay. on the, <laughs> automatically. Okay. Well, should we learn about Cubans? Sure, but I don't think that's a kind (laughs) of. Well, I was just thinking because you were going to give us the history of Cigar City, which, as I've already mentioned a couple times, because I've been there. So, yes, let us get into the Cigar City. It has a Cuban influence to it, and it has a rich history. Let us get into the Cigar City, which, of course, is Tampa. The reason that it is called the Cigar City is obviously there were several cigar factories that were established in the late 1800s, early 1900s in the Tampa area. And the place that started it all is a little neighborhood called called Ybor City. Uh, That is actually named after a gentleman called Vicento Martinez Ibar. Is that Y-B-O-R? Yes, it, it is. is. See? I didn't even know. I just guessed. Yeah, that was a very good guess. <laughs> yeah, you are correct. Smart. So he actually opened up the first cigar manufacturing facility there in the 1800s. Neat. Uh, uh, and Sam, you were talking about the, the Cuban influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mr. Mr. Ibar actually started in Cuba and then moved to Key West in 1869. And then after some... Yeah, 69. <laughs> sex numbers. But after some civil unrest and the... (laughs) (laughs) You right over there? Yeah, I was laughing. That was funny. This is a delayed laugh. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Just popped a button there or something. Yeah. Yeah, it was like... I was was trying not to laugh, but... It was like the... the, the, the fucking damn it. <laughs> it was like the uh, turkey thing popping up. <laughs> yeah. Turkey's done. Are, are we okay now? Or mm-hmm. Are we back? We're back. Mm-hmm. Okay. All We're right. Good. That's good. That's I'm good. not going to laugh again unless you say another thing funny, separate from the sex letter thing. Or sex numbers. Sex letters. No, sex letters. That might be funny. You get those in Hustler. Yeah. Yeah. So anyways, in 1869, sex number moving along. Uh, they moved to Key West. However, there was some civil unrest, and unfortunately, uh, and pretty obvious in hindsight, there isn't much room for expansion in Key West. No, because <laughs> it's you an make island. a new island, or you could go to one that already exists. Uh, right what in, fun is that? It's better uh, just to make your own island and just plop it down in the friggin' Atlantic <laughs> Ocean. I live here now. This is mine. Or you can just go buy some land outside of the Tampa Bay in the 1880s. Uh, and call it after yourself, Ybor City. Hmm. So uh, that's after, not egotistical at all. No, <laughs> certainly not. Certainly not. So uh, the nice thing about that was the state of Florida actually gave a whole bunch of incentives to that area to bring other cigar manufacturers into the Tampa Bay area. Not Tampa, but the Tampa Bay area. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there were several cigar manufacturers that came in, and that helped to create the cigar city as we know it today. There's your history lesson there. Something I found very interesting is it wasn't just Cubans and it wasn't just Hispanics that were working in these cigar factories a lot. There apparently were a lot of Italians that worked there, too. Bunch of eye size. <laughs> <laughs> you said that with a little stink on it. Like, there were apparently a bunch of Italians. <laughs> didn't quite mean it like that. <laughs> Look, I understand you're of Irish descent and you, you have some sort of grudge against them, but... <laughs> We're on the bottom of the barrel. No, you're on the bottom of the barrel. <laughs> Fighting for who's worse of the white people. <laughs> We're all on the bottom of the barrel. 
So, and I found an interesting tidbit as to uh, where a lot of the Italian folk came from. And one of the big areas. Italy. <laughs> one of the big areas that isn't Italy was New Orleans. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Uh, they actually emigrated, emigrated, moved east from New Orleans after there was a an event called the Mafia Riots of 1891. Okay. Which I had no idea was a thing. So, wait, was that Italian people... Emigrating, or was that Italian people being chased out? <laughs> Pretty much chased out. <laughs> that's what I. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. Because <laughs> the, during the mafia riots, there were eleven Italians lynched. Yeah, that's Italian um, people being chased out. Yeah, so they were they were shooed away. Good. Yeah. So uh, we're gonna get into a little bit of history here with Tampa Brewing. The first one was actually opened in 1898 uh, in in Ybor City. Okay. That was Florida Brewing Company. Hmm. Shut down about uh, 30 years later, 40 years later. It died. So something very interesting about Tampa is between nineteen the 1960s and 1990s, there was almost no craft beer in there whatsoever. It was all dominated by the macros, which I can kind of see because it's a bit of a destination town. Right, between the 60s and 90s? Correct. 19, oh. not 18. 19. Well, yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. No, I got it. That's, I, I get it. I was just th- thinking that, that was probably very similar to a lot of cities in America. Oh, well, yeah, point. yeah. That's true. That's true. Um, but I think Tampa was especially hit by that. I, I think there, because there's always at least one or two smaller regional breweries that that are still kicking around in that time frame. Uh, Tampa, there was nothing. You get your Sam Adams out of here. You take it back north. <laughs> what? It's an Italian. Want, we don't want that here. <laughs> See, it's an Italian. <laughs> to get back to New York, where Sam Adams is from. Classic Tampa Italian. <laughs> <laughs> How could I have been so wrong? Right. <laughs> I like to do impressions on this show. So, so when did <laughs> when did Cigar City open? <laughs> I don't even know anymore. I don't care about that. I do have some other facts about them. <laughs> you don't care about that, but we're drinking their beers. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> no, they they actually uh, they they don't only do beer, but they also do cider and they also do mead. Mm-hmm. Uh, and another interesting fact at the Tampa International Airport, mm-hmm. uh, they have a brew house there, and they actually brew beer on site. And it is actually the only on site airport brewery in the U.S. Is that actually true? Yes. Really? That's very <laughs> interesting because I've actually been to that brewery in the airport, but I guess I didn't realize they were brewing beer there. I just assumed because mm-hmm. the brewery itself, the big one, is literally about, oh, God, I don't know, five miles from Tampa Airport, so I would assume mm-hmm. that they would just import it in versus brew it in the airport. That's fascinating. Terminal C, baby. Huh? How about that? Yeah, there you go. Interesting. Interesting that they would put brew tanks in the same... Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just telling you what I know. No, no. I mean, yeah, it's just an interesting thing to put there. Because mm-hmm. I think we have a couple breweries in Pittsburgh Airport now. I know Penn Brewery's in there, and I think Voodoo has a stand in there now for some reason. But yes, I don't they think both that, do. I don't think that they're uh, they're not they're not brewing in no, the I don't airport. Think, I don't, no, I don't think they're brewing there. No, no. Cool fact, though. I yeah. Like, yeah. I like, it's good to know. So, Sam, you were talking about uh, Gasparilla a little bit earlier. Yeah, I don't know if I was really talking about it too well, much. I was just go, starting <laughs> to go off the fact that it was a pirate fest, and I yes. thought that's really cool where people were literally just hang out in the bay, watch the pirate ships come in. They're doing a reenactment of some sort, which I'm sure you're going to tell us about here in a minute, which will be great because <laughs> I don't even know what they're reenacting. <laughs> Maybe the pirates taking over Tampa Bay? <laughs> no. It's not the Pittsburgh Pirates. No, Absolutely not. 0%. <laughs> Spring training? <laughs> <laughs> Somalian pirates. <laughs> Oh. What is it? 
So it is actually in celebration of Jose Gaspar. Okay. Who was nicknamed Gasparilla? That was his. That was his working name. It actually started in 1904. Because he was as big as a gorilla. No. Okay. Then. I believe it was actually French. Okay then. So I don't know what that has to do with anything. <laughs> okay then. He was French or Spanish or something like that, European right. of some sort. So in actuality, the the main parade that they have is usually in late January. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is actually the third largest parade in the United States. Interesting. They will actually have over three hundred thousand people in attendance for this parade. Really? Which is ridiculous. What are the first two? You gotta probably think Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade's gotta be up there, and maybe the Christmas Parade. <laughs> My thoughts are Macy's and the uh, Tournament of Roses Parade. Okay. In Pasadena. Okay. I have no idea what the, the first two are, but that just makes sense. The, sure. Whatever. Yeah. yeah exactly. They're gorgeous. Great. This isn't parade cast. Who can? <laughs> <laughs> Let's not dissect the parade, because I don't know enough about parades to make informed decisions and opinions. <laughs> we should drink parade beers next week. <laughs> You won't isn't, be here. <laughs> isn't every beer a parade beer? Yes. Put it in a koozie. <laughs> every beer is a parade beer. Just put it in a koozie. Cool. So they have a giant parade. They do. And it actually, the festival actually goes on for several months. Several being like two or three. Okay. Yeah. It, it's spread out over several weeks. Okay. Yeah. I found that very interesting. That just sounds like drink. That just sounds like partying. It's Tampa, but I think there's yeah. one weekend that's like the, the big, big weekend, weekend, and that's and where that's the ships you, are coming in the harbor. Everybody's getting just wasted. And that's when that the the big parade is when that's the mm. big party. That's the big festival, and they've actually had it to the point where they will move the festival to coincide with the Super Bowl, so that it is absolutely just a massive party. Oh, so rather than moving it so it doesn't coincide, they move it so it goes <laughs> with it. Yes. Oh, great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they they want to they want to completely just blow out. Tampa. They just they just want to destroy their town all in one weekend rather than have a couple weekends of knocking right. it over. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. One fell swoop. I guess that kind of makes. They just sense. want to rip the bandaid off. Yeah. So there are uh, we we've talked about Cigar City a little bit, but there actually are some other breweries in Tampa that that uh, need a little love. Okay. Uh, so if you're ever in Tampa and you want to go check them out, I'll just list them off. Go check them out. Uh, there is the Copper Tail Brewing, Angry Chair, which I find to be a fantastic name. Yeah, Angry Chair. That's a good uh, Alice in Change uh, reference there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, in addition, there is 610 Brewing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, uh, Ulaley Brewing. I have no idea what that is, what a Ulaley is, but okay. they got that as well. So, All right. <laughs> <laughs> so if you want to go check them out... Uh, Please do so. I want to get back to Cigar City for a second. You mentioned how there was a big parade and everything. Yes. For uh, the Gasper the Gorilla. Um, Cigar City has their own event mm-hmm. that might be the craziest damn thing, probably in that area as far as brewing goes. All right. And they're on the. They just celebrated their ninth year of it, and it's an event on the level of like Three Floyd's Dark Lord Day. Okay. In that, they have a bottle release. And a festival at the same time. All right. Okay. Yeah. It's called it's called their Hunapu Day. Hunapu was some sort of Mayan god. I'm going to assume for decadence <laughs> or chocolate or overpaying on beer. <laughs> One or all three of those things. Right. Uh, this year, tickets for it got you. It, you buy your tickets, and it comes with guaranteed bottles as well as entrance to the festival which has a lot of the breweries you just mentioned like angry chair and six to ten mm-hmm. um but tickets start at two hundred dollars Ooh, that's brisk 
Yeah, and that gets you four bottles. <laughs> And and the festival tickets go all the way up to three hundred and seventy, and that'll get you twelve. That'll get you a twelve pack. <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. So if you kind of work that out, the more you spend, the cheaper it is. But it's still like thirty dollars a bottle. That doesn't take care of the fact that uh, during the week of Hunapu Day, mm-hmm. leading up to the weekend of the festival, that they have other special bottle releases. <laughs> this is just dedicated directly to the way casinos chase whales. Mm-hmm. This festival is chasing the whales of beer drinking. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> gotcha. The, this is looking for people who, because you got to fly down, get your hotels, get your tickets, go to the festival, go to the week before, you got to go do all those events. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So that sounds like the core of a beercation. Yeah, but all of this, bringing it back to the beginning of the segment, Adam, you said it was kind of odd to have darker beers down there. All of this is for an Imperial Stout that's released uh, in March, Mm -hmm. and it's 11.3%. Nice. That's probably one of the heaviest beers you could get (laughs) at one of the worst times, because it's going right into spring. (laughs) Right. (laughs) In Florida. (laughs) So, I, 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 I have to assume it's a fantastic beer. I don't know. Obviously, I, I, I've never I don't had know. it. But my my point to that was that's for a special release. That is that is a very very limited supply. However, with this Maduro, uh, it is not. No, this is an all this is an all the time thing. Right, I, I, and and I think with an all the time thing, that's where your your thinner mouthfeel is going to come into play, rather than this big super amadine stout that will just eat your face. Sure, but the thing is, I don't hear people talking about the Maduro. No. The, the the two beers that were on my radar from Cigar City mm-hmm. that made it up here way before the beers ever made it up here were the High Lie yeah. and the Hunapu. Right. Because there's videos of animals just running into Hunapu Day Festival. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, where do they have it? At the brewery? Or well, is no, it like somewhere else? Well, no, not anymore. Uh, the, the one they just passed had, they rented two lots at the damn Tampa Bay Buccaneers <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> Oh, this sounds like quite the event. It might be worth the $200 price tag. Well, I mean, so I went and I was going through kind of the beer, li- uh, like <laughs> the brewery list that they had there. And all the breweries were things that we've never had. Mm-hmm. So you were guaranteed of tasting beers you'll never have mm-hmm. anywhere else. Uh, so, yeah, maybe it's worth, maybe. worth a vacation. Yeah. The but, worst thing that happens is you vacation in Tampa. Yeah, the worst thing it's that happens that bad. you vacation in Tampa, you spend $200, and again, that'll break down to $50 a bottle. Right. Plus uh, free entrance into a beer fest. Plus, yeah, plus a free beer fest if you want to look at it that way. Mm-hmm. And then I've looked, and you could resell those bottles for 40 to 50 Jeez. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That I, I, don't crazy. Even, yeah, I don't even know how good it is. It's just a beer that makes it, you know. It might be just all in the marketing, mm-hmm. because it may be the only beer like that released in that area. Yeah. Whereas you know we we're lucky enough that Founders is always cranking out something <laughs> <laughs> comparable. Right. That you know, but Tampa because it's so damn hot, you only get like one giant stout for you know yeah. a couple of times, and you get like three weeks out of the year that you can drink it. Right. Yeah, but yeah, the, it's it's a whole week of a bottle release along with all honcho, all bottle. It's just insane, mm-hmm. madness. <laughs> <laughs> it's just madness. It's that just, that sounds like pure madness. I want to go back home later tonight and watch some YouTube videos of Hunapu days. Yeah, 
it, it, like they watching them open up the festival because they all just run across the field and it's just don't they know that they're going to get their bottles anyways well, I the bo- they did the bottle release separate. It used oh, to be. Okay. Yeah. What are they running for? <laughs> They're running just for the festival. <laughs> wow, it's like the Black Friday Walmart videos. It <laughs> like was. right when they open the door. Like you ever see those ones where everybody's outside the mall? Yeah. There's one security guard like peeling open the doors, <laughs> and then the wild animals just run in and trample them. Except for it's outside. <laughs> right. <laughs> so it's just I don't know. It's complete madness. Oh my goodness. So yeah, I have, I have nothing. I have no basis on whether or not it that beer is worth acting like that for but who knows <laughs> <laughs> oh man we should try to get that on this show we'll Talk try to cigar yeah. city see if they can we'll ship try. us one up that I'm would be awesome how about Make sure they, they hear this episode how about they just bring us on vacation <laughs> down I next like next year next march <laughs> yeah we'll do a live episode down there yeah i don't care oh I'll, yeah we'll do we'll do episodes with all the other breweries that are there too i, we, I don't give a shit we can put sam in riot gear and put him in the middle of the crowd <laughs> and just attach a gopro to him <laughs> fight your way <laughs> i will only do uh <laughs> every third episode <laughs> even if i'm down there i'll drink the rest of the time and then steve we can take you and you have to go the other way through the crowd while they're coming in you have to try Upstream to get like out. a salmon yeah great <laughs> yeah and i'll just stand in the back sure <laughs> way to be brave <laughs> so what do you say we do get back to this maduro um, yeah. brown ale i liked it i liked it too uh i, I, too. I thought it was a very well executed beer um mm-hmm. uh, I don't have much of a gripe. Uh, maybe their approach was a little bit different than I was expecting, uh, having that kind of big flavor on a brown ale, but I was okay with it. Sam's already mentioned how before, just generally brown ales are kind of boring mm-hmm. if you just kind of let them be, because they're not, they're not super malty like a lager, but they're not hoppy like pale ales and IPAs and such. Right. So if you don't put any kind of like a little bit of adjunct into it and give it a little bit of extra kick, I, it's not, you know, it's not going to be your favorite style. Right. I think in general, these beers are really best served by adding coffee. And I think you can, somebody out there could make a series of brown ales. Yeah. With different coffee roasts. Mm-hmm. And I think that somebody should take advantage of that. <laughs> I think, I thought Terrapin did that. Didn't, they did something where they brewed the same beer with four different roasts of coffee. I think, I think they did. And I think Prairie might have done something similar as well, but. Yeah, those were probably expensive. Right. I went cheaper. <laughs> I went cheaper like this. Like I said, this is like a buck eighty-eight a can. This <laughs> for a buck eighty-eight a can. Yeah, this is a really good beer. Right, really yeah. good beer. Yeah. So, so you start putting in those other additives, though, it's gonna price is gonna I know, go up. I know the price mm-hmm. goes up a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you say? We take a break. Mm-hmm. Well, let's take a break. Get break. The, get the third beer, the one that I know that Sam is looking forward to the most, <laughs> and the one I know that Adam is looking forward to the least. <laughs> so stay tuned to find out what that beer is. money or time not knowing what to expect we look no further <laughs> the chew gum podcast is your answer it's a plastic blast we are the gruesome twosome and Seamus and luke we find the latest entertainment and give you our views and hopefully save you time and money so come listen to the gruesome twosome and chew up recent entertainment uh who's listening to you dummies Girl. All right, Hop Nation, just like Steven Tyler and the boys, we are back in the saddle, and we are ready to get to our last Cigar City beer of the evening. 
before the break, you heard Adam say that this was the beer that he was looking forward to the least, and it's the beer that I'm looking forward to the most. And Steve's in the middle. We'll find out how I feel. We will find out. So what we're going to be drinking next is the flagship IPA called the High Lie. This is probably the most famous beer from Cigar City Brewing as it's known uh, up and down the East Coast as I have seen in, in the Instagram beer circles. And I'm very excited to drink this beer again because actually when I was in Tampa, I went to Cigar City Brewing and I had this beer and I've had it a couple times down there. but. Now it's here, so I can drink it in Pittsburgh, which makes me very happy. Without further ado, I'd like to introduce you both, as well as our wonderful audience, to the High Lie. So, the High Lie is an IPA, and it's a merry game of High Lie that provides the inspiration for this citrus-forward IPA with notes of clementine, orange peel, and caramel malt, creating an IPA that's both bold and approachable. So this beer was actually named after a game called High Lie. Yeah. yeah. So High Lie <laughs> is a game, as you put earlier, Steve, before we got back on the air here, that's similar to handball, and it's essentially a couple of guys or girls throwing a ball off of a wall at a very high speed. Trying Using to score points scoop. on it to one, yeah. <laughs> one another. Yeah, with those uh, little scoopers. Yeah, the key is the rocket scoops. The rocket yeah. scoops. And I don't know, you score points. Maybe it's similar to like badminton. But not like who's similar to handball. I don't know. <laughs> it's also one of the most dangerous and deadly games out there. Right. Because it does require a helmet. Because the ball that they use is a very hard ball. It's very hard. And the, the rocket scoop, as it's been called. <laughs> we don't know the actual terminology <laughs> for it. Because Highlight is not played up here in the cold, cold, <laughs> the cold, cold northeast. Um, oh, my God. I never realized. I've seen this can before. There are actually people playing Highlight on the can. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's it's very subtle. It's hard to see them. It's not like you would notice it right off the bat unless you really looked at the can. Check that out. Look at, look into the can, Adam. Into the can. You see some hops. I think there was a hammock or a canoe sitting there. And then there's two dudes like hiding out, playing high lie. But it's all green, and you can only see the outline. So unless you really looked, you wouldn't see it. This anyway, one is any, our... hold on. Back to my point, though. I wait, just, wait, wait. You what? interrupted me, you jackass. <laughs> no, I did. I had to. Tell yes, you, you about, did. Uh, I had to tell the audience about this can. And I'm it's telling incredible. And I'm telling the people why it's deadly because that rock-like <laughs> ball reaches speeds of up to 112 miles per hour, and it comes back at your head. That, that doesn't sound that fun. I know it's not fun, so let's see if this beer is. No, the beer is going to be great. All right, so good news, everybody. This is going to be the hoppiest beer that we consume this evening at a whopping 65 IBUs. It is going to be the strongest beer that we consume this evening with an ABV of 7.5%. Mm. And just a fun fact, this brew is actually made with six hop varieties. Don't know what the hell they are, but that's what the can says. Gotcha. Let's pop that top and let's pour them up. All right, boys. Take your glass and let's analyze the highlight. And for those that don't know, High Lie, if you're looking for it in your local supermarket, gas station, or wherever beers are sold, is spelled J-A-I-A-L-A-I. All right, let's take a look at the color of this wonderful IPA. Uh, it's a bit of an orange, almost approaching a copper. Mm -hmm. Effervescent to a degree, mm -hmm. little bit. Very, very similar color to uh, the Guayabera. 
I think it's a I little it's bit darker. darker. Yeah, I no, think it's really? darker. Yeah, I was about the same. Maybe a little bit darker. Maybe it has a slightly more copper color to it. Yeah, it totally does. On the nose, I think it actually has less of a nose than the guayabera. It does. I, I'm getting some citrus notes coming out of it. I'm getting a little citrus. I'm getting a little bitterness, too. Well, maybe that's just your disposition. The guaya had a big that's nose, true. though. <laughs> Yeah, the, the yeah the guaya definitely had a big. yeah no totally agree the guaya definitely had a bigger nose mm-hmm. than this this is it's subtle yes you gotta really gotta get your nose in there to try to pick anything out yeah just get citrus like like it said it's supposed to be like a citrus forward mm-hmm. yeah and that's what I'm getting so there you go I don't think there's anything left to do but try it let's go Steve is making faces over there I gave myself heartburn <laughs> oh all right. You know, this beer is not like I remember it. It's not as hoppy as I remember. It hmm. does, however, have some hop flavor up front on the back end. It's a little maltier than I remember it last time. It's got some flavor. I I don't know. I I, I don't want to make an assessment right now. I want a few more sips first. I'm, I'm, I'm slightly confused. Okay. <laughs> what do you guys think? <laughs> it's fine. But again, I'm not the right person to be asking that. I feel like I need more sips too. Um, not not enjoying it. <laughs> then let you know what. Let's just table that, and let's just come back to the final review for for the initial review. How does that sound? We might have to table it. I don't know. Have we ever tabled the beer on this show before? Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. We we've saved we saved assessments towards the end, mm-hmm. and I think we're going to do that again. That yeah, I was gonna say you need a few more sips on this one, man. I don't know, I was expecting to come in and just give it this big glowing rating right off the bat, but <laughs> eh, I'll let the, let the high lie work on me a little bit more throughout this segment. Okay. So yeah, while we uh, sip on this beer, let's jump into a game for segment three. Okay. And I'll bring back one of our favorite games, and it goes like this. Is it a cigar, or is it a beer, or is it both? Let's find out. Uh, or right. a horse, though, like right? That. No, not or a horse. No. Maybe a horse, though. Horses, but maybe, horses but not. Horses in the derbies, they have some weird names. <laughs> that would be a Maduro's big... probably a horse that just ran a race. That would be a big coincidence. Uh, yeah. If we had cigars and horses and beers, oh my. Yeah, that would be oh. a lot. That would be Sounds a lot. Sounds awesome. Smoking a cigar and drinking a beer at a horse race. Well, you can do that this weekend. <laughs> yeah, maybe. You can go to the Belmont States. Right. How about that? Head to New York. Oh, I wish. All right. Let's play this game, Esteban. All we right. are ready. Ready and willing. For those who don't remember, I'm going to name something that's just out in the world. And you're going to have to tell me, is it a cigar, a beer, or is it both? All right. So, I mean, an easy example is we can start with the Mindoro. Obviously, it's a both. Right. Because it's a beer we just drank in the last segment, but that beer is also named after a style of cigar wrapper. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it would be both. That's fair. That's easy. Easy. Easy peasy. Let's jump right in. So the first one I'm going to give you is the Churchill X. Adam? I am going to say it is a cigar. Final answer. And Sam? The Churchill X. That Stephen would, of course, be both. Okay. And you're both wrong. (laughs) What? (laughs) The Churchill X is just a beer. Really? Well, I'm only half wrong because I said it was both. (laughs) Half wrong is still wrong. Steve's just going to round down? Yeah. This is a round down game. (laughs) Yeah, the Churchill X is a beer by the Bear Republic out of California. Now, that's interesting. But you're not wrong in thinking that it was cigar 
Churchill is a style of cigar. Yes, I believe it is the size. Yeah, the, yeah. yeah, it's a it's a longer uh, it's a longer style cigar mm-hmm. made famous, of course, by Winston Churchill. Right. But no, the Churchill X isn't a cigar that at least I found. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, I could be wrong. That but was a, that was a tricky so. one. I like that. Yeah. Very tricky for question number one. So no points so far. Our next one is the Romeo y Julieta Reserva Real. Sam, is this a cigar or a beer well, or both? Mm. Well, I know that it's a cigar, but is it both? What were those last few words on the back end of that uh, cigar, Dave? Reserva Real. All right, I'm going cigar and cigar only. Okay. Adam? I will agree. Cigar only. And you both get a point. Hooray! All right. Good job, Adam. Well done, Sam. Romeo and Julieta are a well-known cigar-making company. Mm -hmm. And Sam already mentioned it earlier in the episode. Right, yeah. (laughs) All right. Your next one is the Black Toro. Oh. Adam? The Black Toro. That's it. Black Toro. I'm just going to go with beer. Okay. That is all. Okay. And I am going to go with Cigar. Okay. That is all. And that is all for nothing. (laughs) I almost said both. Can I take my answer back and do it again? (laughs) That's not how this works. No. Ah, crap. It is both. The Black Toro is a beer that's brewed by Third Place Brewing Mm -hmm. out of Wichita, Kansas. And Toro is a style of cigar, and Black Toro would be referring to the color and size. Ah, okay. So, yes, the Black Toro cigar. Black Toro cigars do exist. Once hmm. again, only half are hung. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, it was the important half that was wrong. Right. If you combine our answers, we get one point That's collectively. Right. So we're still tied. Right. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> All right. Sam, the next one is Golden Valley. Is this a beer or a cigar or both? I'm going both. Actually, no, I'm, ta- I'm changing my answer. I'm going beer. Okay. <laughs> All right. Adam? <laughs> I will go both. Okay. And you're both wrong again. <laughs> oh, man. You got to be shitting me. Golden Valley is a style of shitty cigar, much like the White Isle. <laughs> oh, man. Where do you buy that? Sunoco BP 7-Eleven? Uh, off a website in Tampa, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> That's where I did the most of my cigar research. Oh. Uh, so. Is it 88 cents? Uh, it was like 12 bucks for a carton. Oh, my. For a carton? <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Yeah. So that's almost cigarette prices <laughs> for a cigar, though. Right. And they come in strawberry and grape and uh, all, the, all the other flavors. All the we wonderful did, flavors we listed before. All right. So our next one is the torpedo. Adam. Both. And Sam. Hmm. I know it's a beer for sure from Sierra Nevada. Now. Is it also a cigar? See, I'm not a cigar aficionado, so I don't know oh, anything. what? Aficionado? <laughs> yeah. That's where he really loves them. <laughs> Aficionados know them. Aficionados really know them and love them. I didn't well, know that we had Bill Clinton on the show. I'm a craft, craft beer aficionado. I love the beers. Right. But not cigars. <laughs> I don't love them as much. <laughs> give, me, give me an answer. Is it beer, cigar, or both? Ah, shit, beer. All right. And Adam, you said both. Both. Okay. both of them. Adam gets a point. Holy. It is both of them. 
as you're right, Sam, it is a Sierra Nevada <laughs> beer. But the Torpedo is also a style of cigar. Ah, rat's ass. Yes. So it's, it's also similar in size and shape to the Bellicosa and Pyramid styles. All right. And I'm just saying, I'm somebody out there might know cigars. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the next one is Vaporcot. Sam. Vaporcot. Vaporcot. Is this a cigar? Or is it a beer? Or is it both? I think this is the ultimate form of trickery. I'm going beer only. Okay. And Adam. See, I was thinking the same thing. So I gotta go I gotta go both. And Sam gets a point hey. to tie it up in two. Oh, the Vaporcot. The Vaporcot. Now, where the hell is that out of? Well, the Vaporcot is a collaboration beer between Terrapin and Cigar City. Oh, there you go. Yeah. What, what's, what's the style? Do you have any? Do you know an anything IPA. about beer? Yeah. So it's an apricot IPA, but a- apricot ginger IPA that's brewed in collaboration with Cigar City and cool. Terrapin. Yeah. Mm, apricot. That sounds great. I gotta yeah. find that. I don't know if it's. Uh, I think it was brewed in 2015. It may not be around anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> it might have. Hell been, shit. <laughs> it might have been a one-time collabo, but there you go. Well, we're tied up at two, and thankfully I have one more to hopefully break the tie. And I'm gonna start with Adam. Sure. Vino Rosso. Vino Rosso. Vino Rosso. Is neither an option? I don't know. Is it? <laughs> no. Say <'Cause> I... <laughs> <laughs> <Stay> horse. <laughs> neither is not an option. You have to name what it is. Right, right. I'm going to say cigar. Okay. And Sam? Hmm. I'm going to say both. All right. And you're both wrong. It's a horse. <laughs> oh, I knew it. I told you to say horse. <laughs> Vino Rosso is a horse running in the Belmont Stakes against Justify this weekend. Okay, then. Uh, <laughs> you know what? I almost just said horse for the hell of it. but And you would have got it. I would have got it. So the game ends in a tie because you guys are both very bad at this. <laughs> very much so, yes. Two points apiece. <laughs> we are cigar aficionados. We don't show the proper affection to those big brown cigars. Let me just point this out. You can always study ahead of time before tests. Man, and, you both, and you both knew this one was... That's not knew it was coming. Fun. Yeah. And we chose not to anyhow. I'm just and saying. look what happened. I'm we tied. Saying. So we have this highlight in front of us. Yeah. We've we kind can, of been avoiding it a little bit. I, I think I just needed a little bit more. I think when I first tasted it, I had something went wrong in my body and I got a bit of heartburn. Ah, okay. Yeah, Not more. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't think that was the beer. That was just my own shitty chemistry. <laughs> uh, but the more I drank it, I I like it. I like the way it kind of opened up for me. Mm-hmm. I get a lot of. It is really aggressive though up front. It's a really aggressive beer up front, which kind of makes sense, considering the game of highlight. Yeah. Or JLA. JLA. If you're a jag off. <laughs> hey, when you jag off, see this can out there, don't go up to the can asking it for JLA. <laughs> you go up to the counter at the Eagle and you start asking for JLA, you're a bit of a jag off. <laughs> Words to live by. You <laughs> <laughs> guys got that JLA here. <laughs> so, Sam, you. Uh, you had some reservations about this beer coming out of the can rather than what you had it right off of the tap yeah. uh, when you were at Cigar City. Uh, so now that you've had a chance to sip on a little bit more, any more reflections on the beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got some reflections here for you. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Way to wind up on that one. <laughs> well, here's the thing. This, this beer makes an IPA 
tastes like a double IPA. And what I what I mean by that is, you know, some of the hoppy and maltiness up front makes the beer taste a little bit boozier than I feel that it actually is. I feel that it tastes like a 9% beer when it's really only a 7.5, whereas it, from traditional single IPAs, I'm usually getting a lot more hop flavor up front, it lingers on the palate, and then either sticks around for a little bit on the back end or slowly dissipates. Whereas this one, it starts like this multi-fruity hoppiness collaboration right up front, and I get to enjoy it all the way down, and in the back, it just kind of, a nice little hoppy flavor lingers. So I, I get that sometimes a lot in a double IPA, but this is only a single IPA. So long story short, I'm enjoying the beer, but sadly, it's not as good as I remember it. Hmm. Well, I think nothing ever is, so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know if that analysis made any sense to you guys, but no, that's, no. Kind of, that's kind of my thought process <laughs> as I was drinking it, so I just wanted to spit it right out there. <laughs> no, no, that makes sense, because I mean, like I said, I thought it was really aggressive, and I thought it like there was a lot going on up front because it does have that maltiness and bit of booziness again for only being seven five mm -hmm. but i also got a lot of hop forward upness to it as well and then for me it kind of dissipated into a little bit of a bitter a little bit of a bitter citrus but uh yeah i i liked it overall but this is not for being a flagship beer this is not an entry level beer for anybody. It is not. Like if you're all excited, if you're a person who like bought into the hype of Cigar City being up here and being released up here, you had better know that this is not a this is not an entry level IPA. Yeah, that's a good way. That's a good way to put it, and I would I would agree with that. Uh, but it's I, like I said, you know, in kind of the Instagram craft beer communities that I look at from time to time. I mean, it's it's known up and down the East Coast. People like this beer. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm no, I'm not saying it's a bad beer at all. I'm just saying like if you're somebody who's never had Cigar City before, yeah, you probably want to actually jump for the Maduro or the Guayabera first. Mm -hmm. Those are much more easier to slide into. The high lie don't necessarily run out and buy a six pack. Maybe get a can. You know what else is easy to slide into? What's that? Hop Nation. USA's DMs. Hey, yeah. girl. <laughs> For the one listener. Yeah. <laughs> Don't steal in poor taste of it. I know. <laughs> Adam, do you have any added thoughts on this? Obviously, this is not marketed to me and my taste. So, duh. Uh, it, it's fine. Uh, it, it's better than other IPAs that I've had before. Doesn't make the list. It doesn't make the list, which is now up to, I think, eight now. Yeah, after adding those two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's up to eight, so it's a pretty good list now. Um, but this does not make the list. It's fine for for what it is. It doesn't jump out at me. It doesn't make me want it anymore or any less. It's just great. It's there. I move on to something that I like. That's it. it it's fine. But I'm not the right person to ask. Fair enough. Can I ask you to put it on the podium, then? Yes, you can. Okay, get at it. Okay. Uh, so the first one uh, that I'm going to talk about is going to be in the bronze medal position. Uh, that's the Cuban shirt. Yep. Uh, it, that's – I just wasn't a big fan of it. Didn't do anything for me. But, again, as a pale ale, it just was – it was fine. Uh, in the silver medal position, I'm going to put the highlight there. Uh, yes, it's an IPA, but I honestly enjoyed that a lot more than, than what we had in the bronze medal position. It, it was just a little bit better. There was at least a little bit of citrus flavor or citrus notes there, which I can I can get behind. Uh, however, the uh, the Medora, 
that was Maduro. He's a Maduro. Thank you very much. But yes, the Maduro. Uh, that was the gold medal beer for me. I really liked it. Now, obviously, that's in line with my taste and style. Um, but I like the fact that it had big stout flavorings in a in a brown ale. I like that combination. Uh, and that was something that I enjoyed to the point where I would be willing to have more than one. So quick and succinct, uh, that one goes into the gold medal position. There you go. So I'll go next. And I'm going to agree with Adam's rankings, but not necessarily the reasonings. Uh, the bronze, I'm going to put the Citra. Uh, just because the Guayabara didn't really stick out in any other way. It's just a good pale ale. Like, I, I like it, but there's nothing special about it. It's just kind of a flagship beer that you would find from any other bigger name brewery. So, yeah, there's nothing about it that makes me want to have, like, a whole bunch of it or not try something else. Try a different offering that's more in my style that I like. Silver, I'm going to give to the High Ally. I thought it had a lot more flavor than Citra, but there's something about it that, it, you know, it's a little bit aggressive for my taste in IPAs. To just like too much up front, too much bitterness. I didn't, even though there is more flavor than the Citra, it just, I didn't get as much as I wanted. Uh, it, I, yeah, I wanted to taste more flavor than I did, you know, just like multi hop. <laughs> it's, it's like a lot. And for the gold, I'm going to give to the Maduro because. For being such a, a, a light beer, there is a lot of flavor all through it. It is light and refreshing despite being a brown ale, but you get all kinds of different notes of chocolate and coffee, and it just has like it does kind of remind you of smoking a cigar in a way. Mm -hmm. Just like a, you know, it's bold in that way, but it doesn't, uh, it's, it's not gonna be super heavy. It's not gonna sit in you like a big giant pastry stout. You could have a couple of them, you could have. A beer, a cigar, and a cup of coffee. <laughs> you know, all in the same lunch, and you should be fine. So, yeah, that's, that's the way it kind of shakes out for me, Sam. So this is an interesting podium for me, because while I was listening to you guys do your ratings, I determined that I like all these beers exactly the same. <laughs> Everyone. Explain Exactly yourself. the same. Well, I mean, they're coming in strong with, uh, you know, three flagship beers here into the Pittsburgh market. That is, you know, Cigar City Brewing. And I don't know, like none of them, even the highlight didn't really wow me, but I enjoyed all three of them. They were, they were, they were solid beers. They were flavorful. I would drink any of them again, and I could drink any of them um, you know, mul multiple cans of them. I, I, I don't know, it's weird. But I guess if I'm going to have to rank them, which, you know, that's part of our show that we have to rank them, I am going to go with, um, I'm gonna go with uh, the Guayabara last because of all three of them, I thought it had the least amount of flavor, even though I really did enjoy it. So that's gonna get the bronze. In the silver position, I'm gonna go with, just like you guys said, the high lie, only because it's not quite as good as I remember, and I don't know, it just, I was hoping for a little bit something more with this IPA, especially um, now that it is 
here in my market. Um, so, but I'm gonna put it in second. I, I really like that Maduro though. The Maduro Brown was great. It was a solid brown ale. It was the most refreshing of the three beers and one that I would happily drink again as soon as this show is over. We don't have one, so I'm not going to, but <laughs> <laughs> if we did, I would. You can pretty much pick it up anywhere. Right, <laughs> for eighty-eight. Well, I, I, <laughs> you can pick it up for eighty-eight at, uh, at JR's. Uh, JR's. <laughs> right. I think you pay a little bit of alcohol tax if you're getting, grabbing it in Allegheny County. If you want to find us on social media, all you have to do is search Hop Nation USA, and that'll get you Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And if you want to listen to brand new episodes of the Hop Nation USA podcast every Friday, as you should, then search Hop Nation USA on Stitcher, iTunes, Podbean, and Google Music Play. You can also find us on iHeartRadio and eh, pretty much anywhere, anywhere. You have podcasts? We're there. (laughs) We got you covered. And if you're on iTunes, leave us a five-star show because... We are a six-star show, but they only let us use five. And that's the only way that the show can grow is by that. Or if you tell a friend. Tell a friend. (laughs) Please tell a friend. We're starting a pyramid scheme. (laughs) Yeah. It's a reverse funnel. (laughs) (laughs) I got that one. It's a reverse funnel. (laughs) Tell a friend, drink Cigar City. That too. Give your friend a Cigar City, too, when you tell them about the podcast. Share a beer. And share a beer and listen to the episode and just create a cyclical loop just like that. Sharing is caring. And if you want to find reviews and features that you can't find anywhere else, just go to hopnationusa.com, and all the episodes are up there as well. And that's all I got about that. And I have nothing more to add. I was going to say, that just about wraps up 63 here. The Damani Dawson episode? I, I, guess, I guess for me, I'll sign off, but I'll say to everybody, hey, we'll see you in another three weeks. <laughs> you'll see them in another three weeks. Right? Well, you'll see them next week. They'll hear you next week. We'll be right back here next week with something else. Have a hurricane going to Italian. Good old New Orleans. <laughs> yeah.